Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the First and Moose podcast presented by U92, the Moose, the student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm your host, as always, Patrick McCabe, along with my co-host, Manny Mara Diego. We're eight weeks into the NFL season now, and it has been extremely exciting, extremely intense, and really just all of the above at this point. We've seen practically everything from head coaches getting fired to players getting suspended to pretty much everything we have seen this season, the players getting traded. And we're probably going to see more trades, I think in the next 20 minutes until the trade deadline ends. So there's a lot of action going on with the NFL right now. Manny for you first, how are you doing today? It's been, it's been an eventful 24 hours for the Steelers franchise. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that uh that you mentioned we had a lot of stuff going on with us obviously sunday wasn't great for me um then following it up what are we today's wednesday then following up yesterday losing a couple players or one i guess uh i don't know how to feel i've never been in this situation honestly not to sound like like that guy about being high on his team but it feels like the Steelers have never really had to um trade a lot of people focus on the draft in at the start of november so i don't know very uncharted waters for me right now so far in the season but we're getting there we're getting along yeah it's it's been an interesting ride for the steelers uh it's been an interesting ride for a lot of teams in the nfl there's a lot of mediocrity with a lot of these teams you really have you know the eagles the bills the chiefs and then there's just like this massive drop off to the second tier teams, whether that, you know, that might be the Vikings, the Giants, the Jets. Um, trying to think there's any other really good teams, maybe the Dolphins, maybe. But there's like a huge drop off from the teams that were expecting to compete for the Super Bowl to the teams that, you know, are going to fill up the rest of the playoff bracket or may just be on the cusp, but not make it into the playoffs at the end of the season. It is tough to see it because I think you obviously you want the season to be a bit more exciting, but there really hasn't been much excitement other than, you know, again, the Bills, the Chiefs uh, and the Eagles. You know, for Jets fans, I think you can be excited about where this team is heading and where they might be heading. Uh, Giants as well. Excuse me. Uh, again, you're doing really well, but, you know, is it just a fluke? Is it just a one-time thing? Who really knows at this point? Let's get into last week. Week eight of the NFL season started it off on Thursday night. Ravens, Buccaneers. Ravens come out of that one 27-22. Manny, for you, again, being the AFC North representative on this podcast, for you, what do you take away from this game for the Ravens? Uh, but then also on the Buccaneers, they just seem like they're in a massive standstill at this moment. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it a bit last week that this win probably would have been bigger for uh, for the Ravens because they were on the road and uh, they ended up getting the win because it started off not rough for the Ravens, but it like it seemed to me watching the, the first half of that game that the Bucs were kind of getting along and that they would eventually close out the game. But obviously that changed in the second half. And I don't know what it is about their offense. It is weird. I don't want to put it all on Todd Bowles, but – it's a big talking point when you switch the head coach or when you get a new head coach in there and it's all going kind of downhill from for, for this season. But 
I don't know. I think it's deeper than that. And it's just that offense doesn't seem the same. Obviously, we everyone talks about what's going on off the field for for uh or with Tom Brady, but um I don't know. There are they just have a tough schedule coming up too. They play the Rams this week, the Bucks, and uh that's not really a given win, no matter how poor both of those teams are. They need to fix it now. I think and if they get a win against the Rams, it'd be huge. But if they don't fix it now or they don't like put in a very convincing performance on um, these next couple of weeks, I think they're just gonna stay like this and maybe be a be an early round exit in the playoffs because I, I still don't believe they won't make the playoffs. Um, but they're not gonna go far if they keep playing like this. Yeah, I I really don't know where to go for this Buccaneers organization. They're really they're struggling at the moment. Again, when you place so much in Tom Brady, who has had probably some probably the worst season on and off the field so far uh, of any player in the NFL, uh, it is tough, honestly, because again, we grew up we grew up with him. We from our young age, we were both told to hate Tom Brady. From a young age, that's what I was told. I'm sure you were told that as well, and I'm sure millions of other people were told that as well, to hate Tom Brady. You have to respect what he's done. Uh, you know, he is a generational – he's not a generational. He is a once-in-a-century talent who is who revitalized that Patriots organization who, in his first season at Tampa, gave them the Super Bowl. But at this moment, it's tarnishing his legacy so much that he is best off retiring now. He me- he took he messed up in a major way by not staying retired when he said he was retired and you know staying at home I guess for 30 days really screwed him over and made him realize oh I don't want to be around my kids anymore which is a whole other issue that we'll get into another time. But you really have to question where this Buccaneers organization is going to go after Tom Brady retires, whenever that is. I don't think it's a I, – I don't know if it's if anymore. It's a when at this point. And I really think that win is coming soon, in my opinion. Let's get into the Sunday games as well. Manny, you alluded to it in the open, but it was a tough weekend for the Steelers once again. Uh, go down 35-13 to your cross-state rivals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, let me get your reaction first to the game, uh, and then I'll obviously chime in with my <laughs> Eagles commentary as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's not much to say about it. <laughs> uh, what could I say? Uh, it's is there I mean, a positive? Yeah. Is there a positive? Uh, I guess the positive could be, <laughs> you know, it's hard. I don't even know. I don't know, to be honest. The positive, because we get the same performance every time. Um, the only excitement I truly felt was when Clay, when we did that special play, uh, when we scored our first touchdown and Claypool threw it at Derek Watt, that was the only real excitement I got in the game. Because after that, um, it was just AJ Brown completely destroying our, our, our best corner, I guess. Um, luckily I have him on my fantasy team because that's your best corner. Arguably. I I mean, I don't really think he is, but he's always, it always seems like he's always on the on the the top guy but um yeah luckily i had aj brown on my fantasy team because then otherwise that game would have been i probably would have turned it off after the first quarter 
Uh, but I kept watching, and it was okay. The offense is pretty much the same thing. And defensively, we just couldn't – it was just the, the long bust to A.J. Brown, really, because they knew they could pick on that guy. Um, Akella Witherspoon, by the way, if nobody knows who he is. Um, I don't think just kept picking on wants to. Nobody <laughs> well, yeah, wants to. Nobody wants to now, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no Pittsburgh fan wants to now, but <laughs> – <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just a field day really out there because just av- touchdown after touchdown, it just like kills you defensively. That first one, I thought Minka could have maybe intercepted it, but it just uh, kind of told the tale of how it, would, uh, how it would go on from then, missing that interception. So not too many positives from, from this side. I don't know. I assume you have a lot more. I mean, again, it's something that we I've seen all season. You know, you sh- – what was it? What? How did it end up going? <clears throat> yeah, first first touchdown came from the AJ Brown. Again, he hasn't had like the most he hasn't had his stats pop off to start this season. Uh, he's been that guy who's maybe gotten the double team and you know allowed Devonte Smith or you know Zach Pascal or Dallas Goddard uh, to be single teamed, and that's a, I mean you can't. You can't not double team, especially Smith or Goddard. You need to. So AJ Brown playing in that role again shows why he's such a good player and why he's such a good team player as well. But he went all out on the Steelers. And we were talking during the game as well. And it, I mean, it was incredible. And it made me happy that, you know, I was okay with giving up that first round pick. Because Traylon Burks is not playing. He's on the IR right now. And AJ Smith just, or AJ Brown, excuse me, probably just had his best game of his career so far. So I was very excited to see that. Again, Jalen Hurts just week in and week out continues to prove why he is this franchise, he is this team's franchise quarterback for the next five to 10 to 15 years. 15 years would be great. Uh, He is a fantastic player, he's a fantastic leader in the locker room. Uh, and he just represents Philadelphia to a T. I'm really excited to see where this takes us again for the rest of the season. They there aren't a ton of tough games tomorrow night, Thursday night football against the Texans in Houston. Now, the interesting thing about this, the Philadelphia Phillies can clinch the World Series tomorrow night against the Astros if they win tonight. And I don't know if you know this. They're playing in their powder blues tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look up, look them up and see what you, and we'll get looking them up and let me know what you think of them later. But if you know what they look like, they are absolutely gorgeous. And if you can win on, win in them, the world, win the world series while wearing them would be absolutely perfect. So being able to knock down two Houston teams and really just the entire state of Texas will make mm-hmm. my heart just a little bit warmer. Let's get into a couple other games as well. Broncos, Jaguars, do we really want to talk about that game? That was, I mean, I don't know if you could really talk about that. Like, what do you want to say about the Broncos, Jaguars? It's two terrible franchises. I mean, I think it's just the Jaguars, like, like they're, you can kind of tell that there's something there with Doug Peterson there. I really like Doug Peterson there, what he's doing there. But it's, they just have, like, those tendencies, those, like, bad team tendencies sometimes to, like, beat themselves. And that one, I think they, they beat themselves. Trevor throwing that interception. And then, obviously, the Broncos taking advantage of it and winning. Huge win for them, saying that. I, th- I don't know. I think they're 3-5 and five now. Um, but, yeah, th- 
With the Jaguars, <laughs> I think they could be a lot better, but there's always those little things that they have to fix over time. Obviously, that comes over time with the new head coach and a new system. But if they could fix those things, they could be a, a pretty solid team because they do have some pretty decent players. And they just traded for, for Calvin Ridley, too. I know that's a huge – so let's get into that. There's a lot of trades very quickly. Again, Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. He's suspended this year, but I really like the pickup personally, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Chase Claypool, obviously going to the Bears. We'll get into that game in just a second as well. Cowboys absolutely whooped the Bears in that game. Uh, Bears also traded away Robert Quinn to the Eagles. They traded away Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Uh, do you, I mean, do you like this kind of activity from teams? Do you think it makes it more interesting or I guess let's get into the Bears in this case. Do you think they're doing the right thing or do you think, I mean, Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last year, if I'm not mistaken. And Roquan Smith is one of the top linebackers, off-ball off linebackers in the NFL, uh, and he's on a rookie deal. Do you think this is a smart move by the Bears? I'd be shocked if you say so. I think this is very, very nearsighted. Yeah, it's it's weird because they have a new head coach there, um, Everflus, and I'm I don't know if I'm wrong. I I think he might be a defensive, uh, guy, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. he's a defensive minded guy, and to get rid of those guys, maybe he maybe they didn't fit what he was trying to do. But I don't know how a guy that gets you eighteen and a half sacks doesn't fit your scheme. And the guy they, is one of the best yeah. off ball linebackers in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the only logical thinking I could see behind it. Obviously, they get a lot more uh, draft capital with it to build, I guess, the team that they specifically want. But other than that, I don't know. It seemed very weird to trade them, especially to the Ravens. Or it's good for the Ravens and even better for the Eagles to get those guys in. But I don't know. I thought they could have gotten more players in. Obviously, they got Chase Claypool, which is huge for Justin Fields to get him another weapon. Um but now you kind of have more holes on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't know, I guess they're building for draft capital now because with their defense set up the way it is and their offense not being very good right now, they're just kind of trying to stack up those, those draft picks. And it seems like they're going to have a high draft pick come, um, come April. So I guess they're just trying to rebuild the way that they see fit in uh, in Eberflus's kind of vision. Yeah, I'd be interested to see where the Bears, again, if they're going to do another long-term project like they did with Matt Nagy and kind of giving him a couple of years to figure it out. I don't get the, either of these moves whatsoever. I don't know where the where the Bears go from this. Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know where they end up going from this. It's really a struggle, and I know it's a struggle for Bears fans as well, to try and wrap their heads around this at this point, you, you know, you're losing probably your best two, def def <coughs> excuse me, your best two defenders uh, on the team. I don't get it. I don't know where, what the bears are thinking, but I think, yeah, they're building draft capital, but you don't trade away those two, those two players. Those are special types of players, special types of talent. A couple other games as well. Dolphins beat the Lions 31, 27, Vikings beat the Cardinals 34-26. Uh, the Patriots beat the Jets. I think this is like the 11th time in a row that the Patriots have beaten the Jets. So that's an interesting game as well. Titans-Texans 17-10. Commander, I mean, none of these games are interesting mm. at all. 
Like, absolutely. <sighs> These are all so boring. I mean, I guess I it's good that uh, we could talk about the trade deadline and trade action. We could talk about more about that. Um, exactly. Just to ask you, just to ask you, which one, uh, which trade did you like the best, I guess? Oh, so that's a good question. Excuse me. Like I said, winter has really hit Morgantown well, especially me as well. I, I, I like the Chase Claypool deal. I think it's a solid – I think it's a good trade on both ends. Again, I think George Pickens is a good wide receiver, and he's going to get more playing time and more – and also just more uh, – yeah, just more playing time in general to kind of develop. As a rookie – I think he's great. I think that's a good trade. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Robert Quinn was good. Again, I think he's just another added weapon to the Eagles' defensive line. Uh, Roquan Smith to the Bear to the Ravens. I think is a steal. Uh, it's a major steal. Uh, oh, T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings yeah. as well. Uh, Interdivision trade. That was pretty surprising. It's interesting. It's very, very interesting. Let me look up the deals or the details for that trade. The Vikings tight end did get injured, so he's out, and that is a horrible picture. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is TJ Hawkinson in his Vikings sweatshirt. He probably would want to burn that instead. But I don't get, I don't get this whatsoever. Uh, you know, the Vikings send a second and a fourth rounder for Hawkinson and two fourth rounders. It's a steal. It is a steal by the Vikings to get someone who's probably one of the better tight ends, maybe a top 10 tight end in the league when he's fully healthy. I don't get that trade from the Lions end. Again, they're trying to build around their young core. And you trade away probably your bet one of your better offensive weapons and one of the leaders in that locker room. I don't get that from the Lions perspective. I, I don't know where what they were thinking with that one. If they were going to get something good, I would have wanted to get a first round pick out of it. I don't know that a second round, a second rounder and a fourth rounder are worth TJ Hawkinson's value whatsoever, in my opinion. For you. I'll flip it back to you. What was your trade that really piqued your interest? And in, I guess you mo you felt was the mo was the felt the felt the most uh, trying to think the trying to think of the best word felt worked both ways for both teams is what I was trying to say. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, maybe yeah, I'm trying to think of all the trades that happened now. I'm trying to think of any player to player switches the only one i could think of uh was i guess the miami dolphins one and denver broncos one um even though i think that the dolphins kind of ended up getting better uh they they lost chase Edmonds, sending him over to denver and then some picks as well and the broncos gave the dolphins the bradley chubb obviously and a couple more um i thought that was a pretty interesting one from the, the Dolphins side because now a lot of people are talking about them being Super Bowl contenders and kind of pushing for that upper level of those teams that you mentioned before, that first-tier level of the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles. Now I feel like people are starting to push the Dolphins up there with this trade, and, I mean, I love it for them. Um, they kind of needed a guy like that. They have Melvin Ingram, but he is older. 
Um, and they still get pressure inside with Christian Wilkins. Um, but I think this helps their front seven a lot. Their secondary is very, very good with Xavier Howard back there. And they have a young safety, but I forget his name. Um, I think their defense is pretty solid. And offensively, with the trade of Tyreek Hill, they seem pretty set there. Um, so I, I like what the Dolphins did a lot. And I'm not hyping – I'm not jumping on the hype train as of yet with them. But uh, I think this is going to definitely help him a lot. And if Tua gets or stays consistent as he is, targeting those two guys, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, um, they could go on a bit of a, on a winning streak here and really build up that, that resume of theirs. And maybe, maybe then I'll jump on the train. But right now I have to see how all those pieces fit into, into Miami. I know. I think that the Bradley Chubb trade, trade excuse me, is an interesting one as well. Uh the Dolphins are stockpiling talent, and I think they're a real contender for the AFC. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up working out at the end of the season because uh, the Bills are certainly going to be there. The Chiefs are certainly going to be there. But who's going to be that third team? I think it might be the Dolphins, either the Dolphins or the Jets, in my opinion. Let's get into the Bills real quick. Uh, they shut down the Packers, plain and simple, in my opinion. Uh Again, this Bills team is one of the better – is probably, what, the second-best team in the NFL right now. Uh, you hand the Packers your their fourth straight loss. It's completely spiraled for this Packers organization. It is terrible, honestly, to see them fall so far. Again, one of the league's most historic franchises can't even have wide receivers that catch balls or, you know, just have talent on a team. They don't have any talent besides Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. Uh, for you, I don't know. Like, where does this Packers team go from here? I think with still having Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be more of a, a situation where they kind of – I think they should or they kind of will take this approach of playing kind of like the Browns do. Uh, which is kind of weird to say because the Browns have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback and the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, but they have two very good running backs on the other team that kind of will, or I should say should, carry the load going forward. The Browns have already started to doing it, have been doing it, and they just uh, really dismantled the Bengals um, this past Monday doing it that way, just pounding them into the ground with Nick Chubb and then switching him out and bringing in Kareem Hunt. And I think the Packers kind of have to start leaning that way because obviously you don't have the talent of wide receiver, uh, especially with Christian Watson getting hurt again. He had a concussion. I think it was diagnosed. Randall Cobb is on the IR. And uh, you have Romeo Dobbs, but he's still a rookie. You don't want to fill his plate up too much and having to depend on him a lot. And you have Robert Tunyon, I guess, but those weapons aren't really the type to scare you. Sammy Watkins as well. They don't really strike fear into opposing defense's hearts. So... I you kind of have to ride AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones as far as uh, they'll take you really at this point, kind of like the Browns do, and that'll cut down the game a lot. And it kind of doesn't force you to outscore the other team, but just take advantage of the chances you get and control the clock. And that way, I think it could be a bit more successful. But um, even still, talking big picture in the long run, I don't think they'll make much noise with the lack of talent that they have. And it'll be interesting to see how much longer Aaron Rodgers stays around there, especially now with the situation kind of completely flipping 
in Green Bay where he was a top contender. And now he's kind of having to battle it out to make it into the playoffs, probably. I completely agree. Again, I think this Packers team is still a contender, but you know, they're spiraling faster than, you know, Aaron Rodgers can potentially save them. I'm not even gonna get into the Browns Bengals game because that's just a terrible game for Monday night football. Uh not really anything interesting came out of that one. The Browns ended up winning 32 to 13. So let's get into week nine quickly. Eagles, Texans tomorrow night. Favored by 14 points. Manny, if you don't pick the Eagles, I, you, we have an issue. I mean, how could I not? I, it, the better question would have been like, like what's this, what spread am I taking? Like how much are the Eagles going to win by? Um, they're obviously going to win it. I mean, unless you think it's going to, it's like a trap game or something that they could maybe slip up, but playing yeah. on, on a short week. But yeah, the Texans are the Texans. Like what can you say about them? Um, the Eagles expect them to win this game. And they get a longer week after that, so which is nice um, for them to prepare for. I don't know who else they have after that, but yeah, the Eagles will win this one. Go to a uh, go to A and I think. Commanders, Commanders is their uh, next okay. game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in Philly, not really. Too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun one for sure. Getting two quick ones, real quick. Steelers, do you guys have a buy this week? We're on a buy this week, yes. Oh, they're gonna mean, fire we... Mike Tomlin. <laughs> they fire Mike Tomlin. No, it's not a shot. If they fire Mike Tomlin, the entire league is going to turn on its head. That's when you know that hell is frozen over with the fil- with the Steelers organization. That would that'll be... never happen, right? No, that, he's uh, he's the type of coach that he, you just let leave when he wants to. If they ever fired him, especially after oh like my god, if they ever fired him, it would be I don't even know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I I can't even think of what I would do if I ever saw that. Um, but yeah, no, there's no way they would. Uh, we could talk about the Seahawks because Zach's not here. Um, he could. Are they uh? They play the Cardinals. Are they your? I mean, yeah. Are what? they your? Are they your favorite to uh to win that division? You think? I want to say yes because Gino, obviously Gino Smith, West Virginia guy. Uh, the Rams look terrible. The Cardinals look terrible. The 49ers, ah, I don't know. I don't really know what was their score last week. They played. They just beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. It's going to go down between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks at the moment just because I feel like they're the hotter team. And I feel like Geno Smith is finally getting the opportunity to prove himself. And he's done – I mean, he's done excellent so far for the Seahawks. He's been a fantastic quarterback, and he's really proving why he was one of the top talents – in the 2013-2014 draft, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and finally getting the opportunity that he deserves. Uh, let's see. Colts pick. There's really not – again, Bill Bill's Jets will be a good one. That'll be a good one on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I will be in Kentucky calling the men's soccer game, which will be a fun one, men's soccer taking on Coastal Carolina, if you want to listen more on that. In about two hours, you can listen to the Kickabout Show with me, Manny, and Ben Mackey. They'll be able to, to diagnose the men's soccer chances as well as the women's soccer chances as well. But we've 
probably be watching that Jets game, Bills Jets game, probably driving down there, I think is what we're going to do. We're driving down Sunday morning uh, or driving down Saturday night. Bills Jets is going to be a good one. Uh, Titans Chiefs. Titans Chiefs should be a good one. That'll be Sunday night football. Malik uh, Willis playing in that one. Not even Tannehill. It's going to be Malik Willis because he played this week. Really? He started his first game this week. He did okay, but now second game of the of his NFL career, he's going up against the Chiefs. Kind of like Kenny Pickett, honestly. Like uh, coming in against Malik's better. Jets. Nah, I mean let, let's yes. let's hold on. I mean he hasn't even been, he has played one game. No, he played Malik one game. Malik Willis is a better quarterback. He's played one game. I don't. And it was care. against he's the played... Texans. And, I mean. The first game Kenny played was against the Jets. He scored two touchdowns, and he threw and like they're the Jets. Yeah, they're better than the Texans, though. Okay, I still think he's a better quarterback. He is a higher potential. Uh, he also has bigger hands as well, so he'll actually <laughs> be able to grip the football. Uh, the small hand guess. slander. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting, though. Kansas City is favored by twelve and a half. If you don't take the Titans plus twelve and a half. You're losing money on that game. That is egregious in that one. They also, the Jets are, uh, the Bills are favored by 12 and a half, too. If you don't take the Jets and the Chiefs or Jets and the Titans plus 12 and a half, you're losing out on money. That's, uh, that's going to be a close one for both of them. For the Titans game, again, Malik Willis obviously is a dual threat quarterback. Has a good arm, really a great runner as well. Derrick Henry just, again, he just seems like he's fallen out of the public eye. He doesn't get the same attention that he did, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah, that is that is fair. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they play it because with Tannehill, obviously he could run too, but I think you could have trusted him a bit more with his arm. Obviously, because Malik's uh, a rookie, you don't know what you're going to get out of him, how he's going to respond. His second game of his NFL career is going to be against the Chiefs. So he's really going to, they're really throwing him out there. Um, It is kind of funny how both of those worked out with Kenny Pickett and him. The second game for Kenny Pickett was against the Bills. And I think Malik Willis has to go to Kansas City to play against the Chiefs. So it's going to be interesting how that worked out. But I mean, I like Malik Willis. I'm not saying I, I think he's bad. I liked him. I thought the Steelers were going to pick him. But um, he dropped to, I think, the third round. And now the Titans got him. And I think he should be starting now because with Tannehill, they weren't really doing anything. But this is still a team that's going to rely on the run, especially against the Chiefs. They're going to try to take as many chances away from them. And I still expect the Chiefs to win. But it might be closer if uh, if you don't have – that much film to study off of Malik Willis. And you know what you're going to get at that Derrick Henry. So. Yeah. Again, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Malik Willis plays. It is at Arrowhead. So that is going to be as much of a baptism of fire as you could possibly get for a rookie quarterback, really any rookie. Give me the Titans in that one. No way. You're picking the Titans. No, 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 way. no shot. No. There's no shot. I will take the Titans plus 12 and a half, though. That's a that's a gimme pick right there. I mean, that's I would – gimme. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I would probably like you go with the Chiefs. Honestly, I, I think they probably 
not steamroll them, but I think they went pretty convincingly because like the Chiefs, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's Pat Mahomes, it's Andy Reid having a game plan against a rookie quarterback. You're they're probably gonna test them out. They're probably gonna send everybody to try and stop Derrick Henry. So oh yeah, cover zero, yeah. Malik Willis is gonna have chances one-on-one against the DBs, it's just going to be up to him to take them. And if he does take them, maybe it'll be closer, but I just don't really see that happening really in the second game. What's your uh, prediction tomorrow night? Oh, for the Eagles? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say score-wise, probably you guys probably at least, I'm going to say 30, I'm going to say 31 to 31 to 10. I'm going to go 35 to 10, 30, 38 to 10, actually, 38 to 10. So five touchdowns and then uh, one Jake Elliott field goal. Let's check out the standings real quick in the NFL. Currently, Bills leading the AFC East at 6 and 1, the Ravens leading the AFC North at 5 and 3, the Steelers and 2 and 6, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Tight. Titans winning the or leading the AFC South once again at five and two. They're going to win the division again. I'd be shocked if they lose it at this point. AFC West, Chiefs lead at five and two, but the Chargers are right there. They're four and three, so they're still in it. Uh, Eagles uh, somehow winning the. No, I'm just kidding. They're obviously winning the A- NFC North, NFC East. Excuse me, at seven and zero. Oh, uh, they're the best team in the NFL by far, and. Even though they might have an easy schedule, it's not like college where it depends on your strength of schedule. You're seven and zero. You're the best team in the NFL. Minnesota at six and one leads the NFC North. They're probably going to win that division. Uh, Seahawks are leading the NFC West at five and three, but that's still very close. Uh, the NFC South is terrible. They might be the worst division in football this year. You have the Falcons who are winning it at four and four. You have Tampa Bay and and uh, New Orleans tied for second with three and five. And then the Panthers are two and six. That's probably the worst. That has to be the worst division in football at this point, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I bet that division has a team represent go to the playoffs, and the leader probably has a losing record. I bet. I bet that's how it end up. And that's not the first time that's happened. Right. Oh, it was the NFC West. I'm trying to remember the year, but it's been at least five or six years. I remember the leading team that year was the Seahawks, and I think they went seven and nine. Zach might be able to tell us a little bit more next week on that. But there's a very good – I'll go with that prediction as well. There's a good chance of that happening. Uh, I mean, that whole division is terrible. if the Eagles aren't the number one seed in the NFC, I'd be shocked. I mean, yeah, I would, I would too, just because that would mean you guys. I, I feel like the Vikings are probably going to lose at, at least three more games, probably. I don't know how tough their schedule is. I expect them to lose at least three more. And then you guys, that means you guys would have to lose like four more at least. And with the strength of your schedule, I don't really see that happening. Maybe you guys lose one or two, but um, just based on the schedule, you guys should should have that number one seed pretty locked up. Yeah, they're uh, 
<clears throat> not great. They play the Commanders this week, so that should be a win. Bills next week. That's gonna. That's probably gonna be an L for them. Uh, Cowboys the following week. Then you have a short week. And you play the Patriots on Thursday night football. Jets, Lions. That should be a win. Colts. That should be a win. Giants on the day before Christmas. Christmas is on a Sunday this year. It's not great, but that that's okay. And then Vikings and Bears to end it off. Yeah, I could see two or three more losses for this Vikings team. I don't know if I see four more losses for the Eagles. I don't know if I see no chance. two. I don't I don't know if I see two. I really don't. Yeah, it's uh it's weird. I don't know. Who makes these schedules? Like there's no have way you wa- no no, you know what? Have you watched the videos on the NFL uh schedule making? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I would highly recommend watching anyone else as that hasn't watched it. Go look up on YouTube. It's NFL YouTube account. Uh, they have like a 40-minute video. I think it's NFL Films that may have done it, but they did a 40-minute film on the entire process to make the NFL schedule. It's absolutely incredible how they developed this AI to be able to develop these uh, schedules. But it's it's really I really liked it. I thought it was super cool. Uh, you know, it's something that we don't typically get to see. So, yeah, I, again, I don't know what this, you know, some of these teams have gotten some incredibly hard schedules, but teams like the Eagles, who are probably the best, te- who are the best team in the league right now, have a cupcake schedule. So hopefully it's not like the Steelers, what, last year or two years ago? Uh, yeah, two years ago. That, right, we started 11-0, and then lost like yeah. the last five. Yeah, so – I'm hoping it doesn't end up like that. That would be my worst fear. I'm going to say this team goes 14 and two. That's my prediction for you. Yeah, I think that's that's about right. 14 and two is fair um, because of the schedule, right? And the way you guys are playing, you guys aren't. The only thing I see you possibly derailing this season is like a huge injury. Knock on wood that that doesn't happen. No one's hoping for that to happen, but um, that's the only way you guys don't. Uh, you guys lose more than three, more than two or three games. I agree with that as well. I think it's a, yeah, again, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with the rest of this NFL season. But this has been, and this has been first and Moose, excuse me, NFL week eight review, week nine preview. You've been listening to me, Patrick McCabe and Manny Martin Diego. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. 